All right, good afternoon, everyone. Today is the Monday, July 26th edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Monday afternoons, Adam Martin. I'm joined by my host, co-host on Monday and Tuesdays, Mr. Big Marcel. What's going on, man? All good, man. I had a good weekend. Um, half now three weeks off from work, so pretty good. But most important, man, how are you doing, man? Because it's, uh, it's those are uh, some exciting days for you coming, man, you know? Yeah, no, my 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 fiance is due today, but I mean, it's, it seems like it's gonna be late. So, as of right now, we'll still be doing the podcast tomorrow and everything. But I mean, this 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 could happen at any time. But uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, Daniel Vreeland, uh, Gumby. You know him from uh, Top Turtle Podcast. Yeah, I was sure. talking to him today, and, and he told me both of his kids were like a week or two late. So it might be next week. I really have no idea. I honestly have never been this anxious in my life. I just want to meet my daughter. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's. I've been waiting nine months. I really want to meet her now. Today was forty weeks, so it's time. Big J, appreciate you guys in the podcast. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate the feedback. I appreciate that a lot. Um, I'm looking forward to talking about this uh, this card with you, Marcel. UFC Vegas 32. We'll be recapping that today. Tomorrow, we'll be previewing UFC Vegas 33 tentatively. If something happens, I'll let you guys know tomorrow. But as of right now, we'll be uh, previewing that tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern. But today is the recap show. We got a lot to talk about, Marcel, because this card, you know, I think it was one of the best fight night cards of all time. I really do. I think it was an amazing card. There were so many good fights, but the judges' decisions really leave a bad taste in my mouth. And I know you feel the same way that a lot of people do. So before we get into each fight, just give me your overall thoughts on this card. Because I thought from an action point of view, there were some amazing fights, like multiple fight of the nights. But the, these bad decisions really left a sour taste in my mouth. Hey, man, super fun card overall. I mean, you had only like four decisions in like 11 fights. So, I mean, we had some finishes, which is always good. You know, it doesn't mean the decisions are, are bad, but people love to see finishes and we do as well. So, yeah, it was some, it was some good fights, you know, and it was an early card for me. It was like, I think it started at 10, the prelims. So that was early. Um, for a card as this, I would have minded to be later, you know, because I would this would have kept me awake, you know. And sometimes you have those sucky cards that start at the 3 a 3 a.m. the main card or something, and that sucks, you know. But this one, yeah, it was action packed, was good fight. There were uh, some good fights that you could put at fight of the night. There were more options than just one, in my opinion. So yeah, overall a great night of fights, I think. Yeah, I was hoping they'd give more bonuses though. I thought that there was a lot of guys that deserved it. Mm -hmm. from Ryan Moth. What's up, man? He says, congrats, Adam. I'm sitting in hospital. Just had our second kid. Dude, that's amazing, man. Congrats. So congrats. Your, your thoughts on this robberies. I know. Look at this guy. He's He just had his second kid, and he's in the hospital watching the podcast. You got to love it, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I want to give a shout out to my sister because it's her birthday today, and you know she means a lot to me. So happy birthday, Helen. Let's talk about this card, this, uh, these fights, man. Let's start with the main event. TJ Dillashaw versus Corey Sanhagen. So uh, amazing fight. I mean, obviously an incredible fight. And... Mm -hmm. it, I, I thought the TJ definitely had a chance to win this fight. That's I wasn't completely sold on Corey winning the fight. As good as he is, I, I just thought TJ with the grappling would give him problems. And that's kind of what we saw in this fight. We definitely saw Corey being the more effective striker, cutting open TJ. That cut was bad. The damage he did with it, everything. It was a super close fight. I honestly don't really have a problem with the decision in this fight. You know, Even though it would have benefited me more financially because I had Sanhagen in some dra DraftKings pools and I needed him. But... It is what it is. I mean, I think that the decision's fine. I don't think it was the worst decision on this card. Um, you know, Mar Marcel, like, I, I thought TJ might have edged it out, honestly, even though it doesn't help me. But what do you think, man? It was super close. Uh, for me, it was 3-2 for Corey. I think Corey won the fight, 48-47. Listen, man, it was a close fight. I definitely give you that, you know. And uh, But I still think Santagin did enough in the fifth round to get third, to, third, to, to get a third round. You know what I mean? It was 2-2 two two for me going into the fifth. So, yeah, I had Santagin. 
don't want to complain that TJ got it. You know, I mean, it, it was a close fight, so another robbery, as another fight on the card. But yep. um, no, I, I mean, close fight. Uh, I don't think it was still the right winner, but uh, hey, it was a close fight, so you don't hear me complain about it. Yeah, I don't think this is a robbery, guys. I mean, there, we've seen worse decisions even on this card. We'll talk about it in a few minutes. I thought it was an amazing fight. It's just when it's when you're at this level of the sport, these guys are both elite. These, these margins are razor thin to decide the rounds. It's like one or two punches or a few extra seconds of, of control against the fence. The judges obviously thought that TJ did a little bit more, I guess, with, with controlling. I mean, according to the, 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 um, the unified rules, effective striking and grappling is the number one criteria, obviously. And Corey yeah. did more damage, and that should have given him the fight. But here's the thing. Like, that cut came early in the fight. You can't keep, keep giving him credit every round for the cut because it was opening up even more. Like, he did the cut. You got to give him that round. I think it was the second, second round. I want to say I can't remember now. I think it was the second round where he had that flying knee and cut over. Either, I either, either the second or the third. Yeah. Think. So I think that after that fight, that cut really changed the fight. But I think a lot of people were looking at the the blood a lot too. It is what it is, man. If you felt Corey won, fair enough. You thought TJ won, fair enough. I think it was that close. I, I honestly was watching. I'm like, I have no idea what they're going to do. I honestly had no idea what the judges were going to see in that one. Whether Stan Higgins corner should have pushed him. Hillshaw didn't seem dangerous enough. Hard to say. I mean, I think Corey, you know, these and someone someone made a good comment on Twitter. I was like, these like flying knees and stuff, like these these really high risk moves he did where he ended up on his back and stuff like that. Some of those moves he was doing, like, is dangerous and it probably cost him the fight. But at the same time, someone was telling me like that's how that's the way he fights. He he wants to fight like that. He wants to take risks. So it's true. You know, it's give and take. It worked out against Frankie Edgar. It worked out against Marlon Rice, flying knee and spinning wheel kick. Didn't work out in this fight. It happens. Having said that, you already saw what he said about uh, Sean Shelby and the UFC matchmakers. They're not going to punish him for this decision. They're Basically, they're told him, you're still one fight away from the title. So I would assume TJ is going to be next in line for the belt more so because the judges gave it to him. But Corey's one more win away from fighting like Rob Font, winning a fight against Rob Font and getting a title shot again. So for me, he's not that far away from the belt. You know, this fight was so close. It was just a really close fight. Or against his Corey TJ was a bad decision, but TJ played the judges well. Yeah, Phillips, not, uh, we're going to talk about that in a second. Oh, I got a lot to say about that one. I'm not happy about that. Glenn says, uh, Corey's failure to punish to me was astonishing. It looked like it could have been fight ending. I agree. It didn't even look like he could walk after. I think it was the first round, right? Where he's like, man, my, my leg is like, is compromised, right? Like he looked like he was really damaged. I, I do think that also, you know, it was, like I said, it was a close fight. You could have given it to anyone. But I do think that TJ's experience in these championship fights, five-round fights, did help him in this fight. I really do think so. Corey's never been five rounds. But I think going forward, Corey's going to perform much better in five-round fights. And I will say this. We saw him fight Sterling last year. That fight was a complete wash. He has made serious improvements in his takedown defense and his grappling defense. And I think that a rematch with Sterling is way more interesting than it was last year, which I got to be honest, I was surprised he, he, was, uh, he lost that quickly in that first fight, Marcel. But, you know, I think that that's an interesting rematch going forward. Let me get this comment. TJ went 22 and 20 on takedowns, barely any clean punches. I'm a TJ fan like most. He didn't look good to me. I know what you're saying, man. The the takedown defense was very good by Corey. You know what's crazy? I was looking at it after. He was 30% takedown defense going into the fight. Now he's 65% after this fight. So he went up from 30% to 65 just because he stopped 18 of 20 takedowns, which is insane. What do you think, Steph, for TJ? You give him a title shot against the winner of Giannis Sterling? I'm not a fan of it, to be honest, but probably going to happen, you know, because I don't think he won this fight. You know what yeah. I mean? You you ask me, you know, officially, yeah, officially, yes, he won this fight. So probably, yeah, if you ask me, I want to see more. I would book him against Rob Font, to be honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, they're probably going to do Font, Santig, and, and uh, the winner of uh, Jan against Sterling would fight uh, DJ, I think. 
Yeah, and not only that, but I think TJ might be like a backup for that fight because I know he mentioned that he wanted to be a backup. That fight's taking place October 30th in Abu Dhabi, UFC 267, which is free pay-per-view, by the way. Um, and that's because there's 13 shows this year and they don't have to do 12. So you're giving one for free, but it's like in the morning, right? It's, uh, I think yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's probably the reason why you got it not on pay-per-view. Hey, it's fine with me, man. Saves us a little cash here in, in the North American. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, anything else you want to say about this fight? If you guys want to chime in a little bit, feel free. I mean, it was a very controversial decision, obviously to me, it was just a, it, to me, I, it was a close fight that is decided by razor thin margin and it's just hard for me to call this one a robbery. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. AJ says, I feel like Stan Hagen still leaving his bag wide open. Yeah, I know. And that's exactly how, how, how Sterling got him, right against the fence. And I do think TJ had that had the chance to do that too. So you're right about that. Morgan says, Yan's high guard willingness to back up is a bad recipe for TJ's style of high upper cardio. Yeah, I mean, I think Peter Yan's the best span weight in the world right now. I mean, I think, well, you would, you'd agree with me? Peter Yan's the number one guy? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's just weird seeing Sterling's the champ. I still think it's really bizarre. Sterling's first fight ever outside the U.S. Must, money must have been good. I didn't I didn't realize that. That's an interesting point. Um, and obviously, Jan's fought many times in uh, Asia, and, and I'm sure he's fought in Europe, too. All right. Um, yeah, anything else with this fight, Marcel, or you want to move on to the other <laughs> – some of the other bats? Yeah, we can move here. on. We can move on, man. <laughs> All right, we got. I'll take this last comment. When are we expecting TJ MRI to come back on his knee? I don't know. Hopefully this week. But you're right. I mean, we didn't mention that he was apparently really banged up in training camp. He said he couldn't even spar, and obviously got hurt in the fight. So he might be out for a while. But I mean, if there's an opportunity for him to, to um, you know, recover quick and, and be the backup in October, three months away, it's possible. It's possible. But if he takes the rest of the year off, it wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, it's crazy, right? He hasn't fought in two and a half years. And now he's hurt again. John's number one for sure. TJ presents a tough style for him. Styles makes fights. Absolutely. I agree completely. All right. Raleigh Paiva defeats Kyler Phillips by majority decision. All right. So full disclosure, I did have a bet on Phillips here. Um, I don't think he won the fight, but I think the fight was a draw. I, I don't know how you don't give a 10-8 round in the first round. Like, the dude looked like he was knocked the guy out cold, like, multiple times. Completely dominated the guy. And only one of the three judges, and it was ironically Sal Diamato, who's such a bad judge. He's the one who gave it a 10-8, Marcel. And the judge, two of the other judges gave it 10-9, and you see Piva win a majority decision. I just don't like this call by the judges. I think a draw was the right call, and it just bothers me when this is not a 10-8, guys, but Conor McGregor and Dustin's a 10-8, or Michael Chandler and Oliveira's a 10-8. How was Michael Chandler Oliveira 10-8 and this wasn't? I don't get it. So inconsistent. It's really – it makes it hard to predict these fights when the judges are just not really following the criteria. I mean, again, this TJ Corey fight – I think that one could have gone either way, but this one, how do you not score 10-8? I don't get it. Give me your thoughts, man. It was a clear 10-8. He was almost out of it by the first round. You know what I mean? It was, it was literally, I, I was like, Phillips can continue this one. It's game over soon. And Paiva came back in the second and third and won those two rounds. But you got to give a 10-8 in the first round. I agree with that. So in my opinion, it would have been a draw. Um, yeah, what can you say about it, man? Judging was awful uh, last weekend, in my opinion, but it's off so many times because, like you said, the inconsistency of judging, man, the not knowing what they show, score and how how high they score something. And I have people saying, like, maybe we should go to five judges, but then you have even more problems because you got to have capable judges there and not five judges because there are more, more judges. I, I can give you an example with Glory Kickboxing. They have five judges and they have open scoring. And it's still... Completely bullshit all the time, man. You have like 10, 10 fights, eight decisions, where from six split decisions because yeah. there's always two two idiots or maybe sometimes three idiots who see something else. You know what I mean? And it's just stupid, you know. Um, 
they don't understand they they're robbing people from their paychecks you know i i, I would have drawn they would have robbed both guys from the win bonus by the way but that, that's that's the only thing i don't like about a draw but if it's a draw yeah. it's a draw you know what i mean so yeah yeah no i agree with that i mean at least someone got the money because ufc is gonna they're gonna they allot the money to someone if you get to draw then no one gets it um i'm just looking at the stats right now so kyler phillips officially he landed one knockdown. He landed 45 significant strikes compared to 13 for Paiva in the first round and 61 total strike compared to 19. They both had one takedown. Uh, Phillips had a reversal. And Paiva somehow had a little bit more control. And I guess that 20 extra seconds of control was enough for two of the judges not to see a 10-8. But to me, 32 significant strikes different in the knockdown. That's that's crazy. I don't know how you can't see that as a 10-8. That's a clear 10-8. Terrible judging. Just terrible. And I agree completely with what you're saying. So... I think a lot of people just think it's it's this easy solution for judging just to have, you know, I, I think the five judges thing is something to think about, but I will say the open scoring, everyone's like, oh, open scoring, like, come on, guys. Like like you said, Marcel, watch Glory. It's not just it's not just an easy fix. Not only that, but I keep seeing people saying, we need X fighters judging and stuff. That's not the fix either, guys. They, have, they all have a lot of biases. What you just need is people that really understand the judging criteria better. I don't think the 10-9 system is a terrible system for me. I'm not saying it's the greatest, but... I think that when the majority of fans and media can get the fights right and come to a consensus, it's the judges themselves that are bad. It's just bad judges. It's, it's not the system itself. What do you think? It's absolutely crazy, to be honest, man. I mean, um, those people are qualified. Nevada State Athletic Commission, commission uh, by our, our judges, you know what I mean? And even, uh, 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 let's say, a casual fan who watches the UFC or MMA in general for two years, can, can even score sometimes the fight better than exactly. they do. That's absolutely nuts. And I don't know, they probably still don't have screens in front of them. They have to watch cage side. And that's also a big problem to me, man. Why can't they go, listen, I know I'm crazy with this, man, but I say it so many times, man. Put them in a bunker outside of the event center. Yeah, put them apart, not next to each other apart. Give them like 10 screens, whatever they have. Give them the sound of the octagon. Don't give them the sound of the audience and don't give them Joe Rogan or DC in their ears, you know, and just let yeah. them watch it and give and give the scores. You know, it's not that, and, and also don't give fighter names, you know, just say red corner, blue corner, because everything which can be a little bit biased, you should cancel out of it. You know what I mean? You should get it as clear as you want. And that's what, what I would love to see. And it's maybe a little bit radical, a, bit, a little bit crazy, I'm saying, but I, I don't see anything anything different to do, you know, because the judging is getting worse every event, in my opinion. It's 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 It doesn't make sense when, like you said, like fans that, you know, are new to the sport are getting the, the, the uh, scorecards correct. So first is this Chris Lee guy, you know, he's the one of the more controversial judges. At least he did have some good scorecards in this event. We'll give him some yeah. credit. But, you know, I didn't know much about him. So I Googled his name the other day and I, I was just looking at his, just to find a picture of what he looked like. I started reading yeah. about him. He's a teacher full time. He does MMA as a hobby, it says, on the side, judging MMA. We need people that do this as their full career, guys. It just can't be just a hobby. Like, that's literally what he does. He's a full time teacher. It says, Google his name. I was like, really? He's a teacher? Like, he teaches, like, math or something. I, I can't remember what it was, but, well, if he's just math. He's not very good at, obviously, adding up uh, 10, 8, and 10, 9. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember the dude in Houston who scored a fight for Trevor Giles against James Cross, and then yeah. after that, uh, it was like the... the, the, the oh, they were friends or something. Or the, the, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Let me get these comments, guys. Phillips deserved to lose for fighting like a bonehead. He did, but I still think that there was a 10-8 round. Paiva didn't do so much as Phillips lost. That's fair. Kyle reminds you of, Kyle reminds you of young Anthony Pettis. Yeah, 
I just wish he would um, pace himself better because that's the same problem he had against Yadong. He he didn't pace himself and he lost the third round. But again, you know, should have been a, a draw. What'd you say, sir? Guys, in the comments, I want to know what you guys think because I saw somebody asking that. I don't know who. Who is better, Carlo Phillips or Sean O'Malley? They are both teammates. Let us know who you think. I mean, I said on Twitter the other day, and maybe I spoke too soon because I said it in the first round before he lost the fight. But I still think he's the best of the three because I think he's the most well-rounded. You do? Okay. I, I think he could beat Sean O'Malley. You know, I really do. I, I don't think Sean O'Malley is as great as some people think. I mean, he's a good striker, but I think Tyler has the ground game too. But the problem is he, he doesn't pace himself good enough. That's the problem with him. So he's got You saw that as well in, in the third round against Yadon. Once in the first, also put it on Queer Street two more times. Yeah, I mean, he, it was 10 8. Oh, why this one? He'll take the amount of clear to Fight Island. So frustrating, nothing's ever done. Just complete trash. And you're saying round three was close. Yeah, I think second and third round were both close. I mean, I'm not saying they were easily five rounds, and we probably did win them. But again, the first round was 10-8. All right, so, I mean, we'll talk about, let's talk about Elkins in a minute here. Let's just talk about the other bad decision first. Okay, so Macy Barber defeats Miranda Maverick. Let's talk about this fight, guys. So, <clears throat> um, I mean, full disclosure, I had a bet on Miranda Maverick, right? So I'm just going to be, like, open about that. And I think a lot of people probably better too, but... You know, I still think she won this fight. And to me, like, if you look at MMA decisions, every single media member had it. 85% of fans have it for Miranda Maverick. To me, this is one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in MMA. I think this is a terrible decision. Terrible. Miranda Maverick clearly won the first two rounds. Uh, I'm sorry, but she definitely won the second round. I mean, it was a close round up until the end. She gets back control and a late takedown back control. Back control. Judges need to know that's a huge position. It's not just... It's not just a change of position, it's a dominant position. And in a close round or somewhere, nothing else happened, that's enough to give someone the round. I, I think this is a robbery for sure. Terrible decision. I want to hear your thoughts on it. I'm obviously not I'm not happy about this one, but terrible, I, terrible scorecards. I mean, imagine Chris Lee was the only judge who got it right, and these these bonehead idiots, the Saldo Mato and Dave Hagen had it wrong. I mean, how can you score uh I mean, maybe they're like, like it's 10 9 the first round for Maverick. And you know, to make it a little bit more cute, we go into that's 10 what 9 I think's happening. I'm I, I trying to jump in. I think that's what's happening. I think when it's somewhat close, they're just going to be like, all right, we'll just write 10 9 for the other person and let the third round decide it. That's yeah. shit judging. That's shitty judging. Every it round is. is its own fight. You should never look back at the last round and be like, who won it? Can we make it more interesting going to the third? <laughs> every round is its own individual fight. Yeah. You better realize that every round. Is a ten or it's on a ten nine bus system every single round. It's its own fight. I'm so I'm super pissed about this one because it's not it hurt me, it hurt a lot of people, but her her Miranda Maverick, she didn't get her win bonus. She lost half her money because of these fucking retards. I can't believe this, Marcel. I'm so angry about this, man. Like horrible decision. One of the worst ever, guys. Come on, what's worse? Diego Sanchez, Ross Pearson, that's up there. But this one's bad. How do you give how do you give Macy Barber this fight? And she's convinced she won, by the way. Well, you, I couldn't, I, that's crazy. You know what pissed me off? That after that fight, Cruz was saying, "Yeah, but Macy uh, uh, likely won the third round, and that may, make her winning the fight or something." He said, "I was like, shut the fuck up, dude." It's <laughs> like, you know, what, what kind of an idiotic, idiotic uh, kind of uh, uh, how do you say that uh, thing is that what you're saying, man? You know how it's how it's got scored. You know what I mean? Yeah. First round, second round, third round, and it was a clear first and second round for yeah. Maverick. Definitely the the, the last uh, forty five seconds, one minute. So, uh, uh, sealed it from Africa the second round because it was close, yep. you know, yep. until then. Yep. So, 
that's how you have to score. It's just stupid, you know. And I see people also in my uh, on my replies like I scored it for Barbara. I was like, how? Because you want her to win? I mean, exactly. I didn't I, honestly. I don't really care who won here, you know. I just going with who deserved to win. Yep. And the girl who deserved to win was Maverick. It was pretty clear, you know what I mean? And again, so, you know, stats were everything, but she she did outstrike her, yeah. and she did have you know, the, the, the takedown, the lone takedown, and more control. I mean, the stats. You know what? You know what bothers me then with um, you know Barbara of our yeah Barbara had a post like uh, I want to thank everybody this on our Instagram school, and then of course fans you know fans going on their Instagram like you didn't want this fight you got to be honest blah blah and then her coach Danny Castillo goes replying to these people like yeah yeah she won the fight but it's like dude why is it so difficult for coaches to say to the fighters even when they got a gifted decision like okay be happy with the decision but you didn't yeah. want this fight. Why can't they say that? Why is I know, I know, and like really, I mean, she should be on a three-fight losing streak and fighting for a yeah. job now. But instead, she's the one on the win, and she'll get a higher-ranked opponent. It just blows my mind. We got a lot of comments. I'm gonna get all these comments, guys. Let's go to them. Um, Matt, legit robbery. Yep, I think so too. Born again. I picked Macy. She thought she looked pretty good, but no way she won the first second. Easy. Every round was easy to score. I agree completely, mm -hmm. and I agree with you, Marcel. It was a close round, but that the final takedown back control. Back control. Yeah. That's a huge position. Ugh, terrible. I mean, these judges know what they're doing. Barber's cringe makes the robbery worse. Lost straight bet and parlay with Maverick. I'm going to max bet against Carver next fight. Try to get, bring myself least emotion. That's so funny. You know, I think she looked okay, but like she looked, actually she looked better than I thought she would. I'll say that because I thought she was going to lose 30-27. You know what I mean? I'm, so she looked I'm, a little yeah, better, I'm, but I didn't think she won the fight. Go ahead. Before people saying like we're hating on Macy Barber, not at all. You know, she did yeah, what she, she, what she could do, and she did her best. You know, but she just didn't win the fight. You know. Yep. Yep. I agree. It was a close fight, but she lost. That's yeah. exactly what happened. I literally was counting my my winnings when that third judge was with the scorecard was red. I was like, oh, I, I couldn't believe it. I knew it when Bruce Buffer said 29-28. Uh, uh, he, he first went with Chris Lee, 29-28 uh, Maverick. Then he Maverick. said 29-20. And, and Sal Diamato scores the contest like, fuck off. It's over. <laughs> I know. I heard Sal. I, like, oh. I knew it. I knew it. He did, he did the same thing with uh, Kai Kamaka, PJ Brown. That was no, brutal too. Terrible decision too. We'll talk about that guy tomorrow because he's fighting um, this weekend. Yeah. And I get these comments, guys. Lots of good ones here. Matt says, always weird uh, when they ask, did you feel like you did enough? Who says no to that? Yeah. For sure. I mean, you guys are right. I mean, obviously, Macy's going to say she won the fight, but I mean, none of us thought she won. Pavlo says, Dana White controls everything in Vegas. Decides to win when there's a close decision. He's close to some judges, affects them. I'm not sure if it's Dana or if it's just, I do think the judges, you know, I'm not sure if they're completely unbiased man i do think that there's something going on behind the scenes sometimes you know let's see something like this you gotta wonder if the casino is doing something behind the scenes giving them some little extra incentive to, to make the fight a different decision Maverick face the fight said she knows she lost really yeah i don't know i mean i saw her her um instagram she's like you know i accept the loss and i think i should have did more basically but she should have won fires are say did you sell, did you wrap the, the judges uh, are blind too they're blind yeah yeah she said i thought i was blind <laughs> yeah i saw that too Maverick, hey Sergio, what's up? He says Maverick should blame herself. Her cardio in third was bad. She should have known she had to go out with third because of these judges. Well, I agree with you. The cardio definitely failed her in the third round. I mean, she has a lot of muscle, right? And I do think it burned her out a little bit. So I agree with that. But I still think she thought. I still thought she won the first two clearly. Go ahead. Yep. Can I say one more thing? If anybody ever tells me on Twitter, don't let it go to the judges' scorecards. 
I'll block you immediately. And that's that. because I, 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 I just can't take that, man. Because listen, man, these fighters fighting hard, you know, and sometimes the opponent is too tough to finish or you have whatever else. And the judges just have to score it like it is, you know. Two rounds to Maverick, one round to Barber. And then it would have been 29, 28 Maverick. They just have to do their jobs, you know. And then to come to a fighter that's like, don't let it go to the judges' scorecards. If I was a fighter and somebody said it to my face, I'll punch you in the face. I'm not <laughs> even kidding, you know. That's just super disrespectful to me. And get some more comments here. Matt says, Marcel subscribes to the tough love style of MMA coaching. I, I do too. I hate when I hate when a fighter clearly loses a round and they go back to the corner and the corner is like, oh, you did great that round when they clearly <laughs> lost. That is the dumbest. Like, why would you lie to your fighter? That's so stupid. Macy has become a slow starter, maybe better shooter for five rounds. Yeah. After the last few performances when she won the third. Yep, that's true. Marcel, I heard Sal's name and I knew. Yep. <laughs> Double dip on robberies. Yeah, I agree. Thoughts on Nagano's comment to Mavericks? I thought it was great. Uh, you saw it, I guess, Nag no, Nagano said he supports her and you did nothing wrong. You did everything right. Okay. You know, good luck in your future, which is cool. I mean, UFC okay. heavyweight champions coming. A lot of fighters have come on support Maverick. A lot of fighters. I haven't seen one fight. How, did anyone score the fight for Macy Barber? I'm actually curious. Did anyone here listening score for Barber? <laughs> I haven't seen it. I, I didn't I see. Seen I literally it. did not see anyone besides Macy Barber, Dave Hagen, and Sal Diamato score the fight for her. I literally have not seen anyone score for her. Have you? Have you seen anyone? No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> I can't believe this. It's just crazy. Like the two people in the whole world, two of the three people in the whole world that scored it, are the ones judging the fight. And one thing I'll say is, I think this is a fair point to make. The judges do have a different vantage point when they're sitting in the cage side. And sometimes when, you know, these fights are in the corners and stuff, it's hard to see. I will say that. But again, in a close fight where someone gets back control for like a minute, that seals around for you. I'm sorry it does. And that should have been her fight. So Maverick should have, shouldn't have let the fight go to this court cards. I think he's just trying to piss you off, Marcel. <laughs> exactly, Marcel. They're getting paid to do a job and they're doing wrong in messing up crews. I agree with this. I mean, the judges are doing a job and you know what? They're being paid decently well. They get paid like what sixteen hundred dollars American to judge a fight. We judge it for free. That's a, that's like a month. That's like a month's work for a lot of people to work minimum wage jobs. These guys get that for one fight. I know it's not a ton compared to like boxing judges. They get a lot more. I agree with that, but I don't like. I'm not saying the money's amazing for judging Marcel, but it's not that bad. And if you're getting paid sixteen hundred bucks, I'd be like laser focused, man. I'd be like for fifteen <laughs> minutes to get paid sixteen hundred dollars. That's a pretty good deal, you know. And even let's be let's be really honest. Even if you're not laser focused, you can score a fight well. You know, yeah. if you are just watching the fight, you know, you can score a fight well. Yeah, I know. I'm and just saying, like these guys are being paid decently yeah, well. They should be yeah, like yeah. laser focused. Remember that one card? I think it was in Houston, <laughs> Houston last year, where it was I think it was, I want to say Andrea Lee and Laura Murphy and the judges on their phone, yeah. and Joe Rogan's like, this guy's on his phone. <laughs> like that's just <laughs> terrible. That's just ugh. on the bright side. 125 is two talented prospects. Yeah, that's true. Barbara had a moment late in the second where she was doing more bully clinching, more than thing in the round, fishing here. Yeah, listen, I was watching with my fiance, and I'm like, I'm like, crap. I'm like, Barbara's maybe winning this round, but then Maverick got the back control. And I'm like, oh, she won the round. Like, you know what I mean, Marcel? Like, it was close, but then it wasn't close, basically. So it's like, did they already write down the 10-9 before that even happened? Like, is that what happened here? Like, I do think it's more about just it being somewhat competitive than judges just wanting to keep it tied and let the fighters fight it out, which I hate it. Because again, exactly each round is its own fight. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Judges need to watch on a big screen TV. I do think that Marcel's idea, it wasn't just Marcel's, I've heard this idea for years, put him in a soundproof room with you know, headphones on, no outside noise, no crowd, 
No, no DC and Joe Rogan in their ears screaming at them. They can hear Joe Rogan in DC in, in that apex, by the way. They can obviously yeah. hear them. So, I mean, that's not good. Example of bad judges that change some fighters. Oh, yeah, that's right. Michael Johnson, Darius. I thought he won that fight, too. That was an interesting one. That was years ago. But, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Any last but, thoughts on these bad decisions? Go ahead. Yeah. By the way, Darius was very nice after the fight. He's like... You can maybe see it this way. I, I, everybody was booing about it. It's like, yeah, I probably is, is a real decision. But he's different, you know, Darius. Darius is a super polite guy and that kind yeah. of stuff. But yeah, I, I just hate bad decisions, man. And if it's close, you know, like a Sandhagen, Dillashaw. I thought uh, Sandhagen won, but Dillashaw got it. I have no problems with those kind of decisions, you know, because it's close. But this one was pretty easy to score, you know. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought I, th I remember watching that fight. I was on my old job, I was watching it at work, and I'm just sitting there watching it. And I'm like, I, had, I, I'm just like, wow, I can't believe it. I think that was in Nashville. I want to say that card. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was the, the, the OSP Glover Teixeira. Yeah. Oh, that was the card. Yeah, that's yeah, right. In Nashville. Yep, yep, yep. Glover won that fight. Yep, yep. There was also another fight night. Uh, Bader and OSP. That was. I remember that one too. Uh, Dana's. And he Pavlo's convinced that Dana has a hand decision. It's possible. I do think that they're. There's got to be something going on. I'm not sure if it's Dana or if it's just the casinos or something, but you, and the fact that they keep these lines are switching so often is really kind of weird too. It, I don't know. know something's, something's going on here, guys. The problem is as long as there is no hard proof about it, it's hard to say anything about it. You know what I, I know. mean? But yeah, I, I have sometimes my thoughts as well. But yeah, we we just can't, as long as there's no proof, we can't say anything, you know? I agree. Marcel just pictured Judges Minority Report precox chilling in the group. Dude, I haven't seen that movie since it came out. I saw it with my dad in theaters. I want to say it was like 2002 maybe or something. Let me check when that was. Dude. I remember seeing that years ago. I didn't watch it again. It was a good movie. 2002, yeah. Remember seeing Tom it. Cruise, Pardon? Tom Cruise, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. All right. Um, let's go to some other fights. Okay, so Darren Elkins wins the performance tonight bonus. Unbelievable comeback. I mean, he had to survive three submission attempts in the first round, guys. That, that, that arm bar would have tapped out most guys. But Darren Elkins is so tough. Toughed it out, got out of it. And then Derek Minner, again, Marcel, the cardio is terrible on this guy. Like some of the worst cardio and Derek Elkins, some of the best cardio. So, I mean, amazing comeback by Darren Elkins. Give me your thoughts on this one, man. So now I'm picking Derek Minner because I think Darren Elkins always got uh, screwed by the judges and now he finishes the fight. Um, yeah, I mean, good uh, good comeback for Darren Elkins. I think uh, Minner was, was done after the first round. Although he looked amazing in the first round, in my opinion, but couldn't finish Elkins. Um, yeah, I mean, good win for Elkins. I mean, uh, he, he came off that win against Garagorias, no two-fight win streak. Good for him, you know. And for Miller, yeah. I think this this is a, a fight against Darren Elkins shows if you are going to go up in the division or you're going to be like at that level right now because Darren Elkins is kind of a gatekeeper in the division now, in my opinion. But he's a tough gatekeeper, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um yeah, I don't know what's next for Miller, but uh, yeah, I really like it that Elkins won. I really like the guy. I think he's an amazing guy. He's he's uh, he's a top veteran, you know. Uh, Darren Elkins always must must watch TV, and uh, he showed it again last Saturday. So yeah, what can we say? Good good uh, good win for Darren Elkins. For the yeah, I tweeted this out the other day on I think on Saturday. This, I believe it's his tenth win by as an underdog in the UFC, which is incredible. I mean, the guy's always an underdog and wins like almost every time. Being a lot of good fighters as underdog. Maynard, Johnson, Bermudez, Bektich, Skelly, um, Hioki, Brandel, Kikun Jang, and Michinori, Obagama, and Dwayne Ludwig. All as an underdog. That's incredible, eh? Isn't that great? Bektich was sick, man. That was a sick knockout. He, and he just retired, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. He just yeah, retired. I heard it as well. Yeah. yeah, he's only 30 years old, but that that kick, that, that, that ended his career, basically that kick from uh, Elkins. 
that dude gassed so hard in that third round. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, Gillespie's yeah. next opponent. I haven't heard anything. You heard anything? No. Nothing. Um, my only hesitation watching one million more Elkins fights, the future brain issues. I mean, the guy takes a lot of damage. Nick, he like yeah. he really um, loves that nickname, right? He's got the tattooed on his chest and everything. But uh, yeah. Did you hear what Dana said about the tattoo a few years he, ago? He hated it, right? Yeah, he's like, dude, he's like, we know you're the damage. Buy a thousand t-shirts in every single color and wear it every day, the damage, but don't let it tattoo on your on your body. That yeah. was a funny comment to me. Yeah. I know. Um Miner could have won decision just to line his top control. He won every scramble, gassed himself trying to finish. I agree with that. You wanted to get something spectacular and lost, but still a good first round. I mean, the guy's good, but the, the cardio is such an issue with that dude. You see Marcel Elkins didn't, didn't let the decision go to the judges. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's submission hunting. In his corner, try and warn him off. The last fight with uh, Charles Rosa, James Cross told him, "Don't go for the submission. Just, just t- stay in top control." He was like, "Just yeah. stay in top control." But this fight, they were really going for the subs, probably because they they knew that the cardio was going to be an issue as the fight went on. They thought that he was going to lose if he couldn't get the finish. I guess so that's what happened. Oh my God, was robbing that fight was Elkins' all time robbery. I remember betting on the fight. I'm pretty sure it was in Vancouver. I want to say I want to let me double check, but I'm pretty sure it was in Vancouver because I remember betting on Elkins and winning and being like, "Yes." But yeah, it was in Vancouver. UFC two thirty one. 131 is 10 years ago. That was Carwin and Dos Santos. That was crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the guy's just, he's proven himself to be a winner, man. I mean, you can say what you want about him. Another guy's proven himself to be a winner. Adrian Yanez knocks out Randy Costa in the second round in one of the best fights of the year. Unbelievable fight. Lived up to its billing. First round, Randy Costa looked unbelievable, as he always does in the first round. Landed 57 significant strikes. Um, just was lighting up Yanez with the jab, but Yanez so tough. And like I wrote about my breakdown, I was just saying, like, what I saw from Yanez, he's so composed, Marcel. Like, he's so technical with his striking. He never gets worried, even when he's hurt. So this guy's face was busted up from that jab, survived it, and Costa gassed out again and got finished. Amazing fight. What do you think, Ben? UFC had this fight buried on the prelims in the, in, in the beginning, you know? And then, I don't know where they put it on the main card, thank God. And then Dana comes out with that, uh, if you don't know, now you know. And this is an amazing fight. I was like, dude, if you if you really knew that was an amazing fight, you put that on the main card in the first place. But hey, great fight, man. Uh, amazing start for Randy Costa, man, in that fight. He looked super sharp. Um, yeah, then the, the last minute uh, of the round, uh, Janas came back, but Costa still got the round. Um, second round, Janas... Uh, yeah, he he, put, he stopped him with a with a liver punch, right? Uh, with with oh, that so, finish was dang, yeah. dang, that was so sick, man! I loved it. Amazing finish, yes, amazing, and two amazing prospects as well, you know. So uh, good for Yanes. You know, he had some adversity in the first round. He came back, uh, second round, good finish uh, for Costa. Yeah, I, I don't think really his, his stock has dropped, you know, because he looked really sharp in the first round. Second round, he got finished. But, I mean, if you get some good li- punches to your liver, man, uh, everybody goes down. You know what I mean? So, uh, solid finish for Giannis. Uh, great fight overall. I, I love this fight from the beginning. I love this fight pre-fight, post-fight, everything. Amazing fight. Great guy, great done by those two guys, man. Great guys. Great respect shown. Um uh, Yanez or uh, Costa bought Yanez the little Dr. Pepper fridge. You see that little fridge he had with the Dr. Pepper, yeah. which is cool. A month's supply of Dr. Pepper. That's awesome. So you got to respect these guys, man. I mean, they came to war. You know what's crazy? Randy Costa's two and two in the UFC. He has to be the best two and two fighter in the UFC, right? Like, this guy's amazing, man. But the yeah. problem is the cardio. After round one, he, every fight gasses out, you know. But that first round, you have to be pretty tough to survive that guy in the first round. Yanez Costa was awesome. No, no, it's agreed. Boring guy says, you know, uh, needs to work on his slipping, rolling offensively, super skill. I agree. I mean, he was getting pieced up with that jab. But again, 
cost is so fast, man. Like it's even the best boxers. I don't even know if they can move their head fast enough to get away from those jabs. Like that guy Costa is incredible offensively too. Amazing. I did like, I can't, I can't say enough about this fight. It sucks. It wasn't fight of the night because it was going to be until the Piper Phillips fight, which I don't have a problem with that being fight. It was amazing too. So even the fight, even the fight before that one, and we're going to talk about that right now, right now on Putin Hell Serrano, which I think people aren't talking about enough because this fight was so fucking good. I love yeah. this fight. I absolutely love this fight. Love both yes. guys. Two amazing prospects. I got to be honest. I'm surprised Brandon Allen looked as good as he did with the striking. I thought Puna was going to outclass him on the feet, but Brandon Allen, the chin held up in this fight. I do think it says how good Sean Strickland is. That Sean Strickland knocked this dude out, and and Puna Heli couldn't Puna Heli couldn't knock him out, right? And he's fighting this weekend. Um, I love the fight, Marcel. I absolutely loved it. Uh, one last comment from Borne. He says he wants to see Yanez or Mali. UFC will not book that fight, although I would love to see it. <laughs> they will protect their boy at all costs. But Yanez versus Marlon Vera would be a good fight. That'd be a fun one, wouldn't it? I'd love to see that. Um, I, you know, one thing I'll say is DC calling out Rob Tatum was so unprofessional, I thought, when he called him out in the first round. Huh. I, yeah. I, I, mean, your thoughts, I thought it was so unprofessional. I mean, it was kind of... It was kind of funny, but he was really laying to Rob and, and he's saying Rob has no idea to score fights. Rob's been scoring fights for as long as I have been, it was like the last 10 years. And he's definitely a decent judge. I mean, listen, like Rob's always watching the fights every Saturday. He's a decent judge. Um, he's not going to get every fight right, like all of us. I don't think scoring the first round 10 9 for, for, Al, for a Punis, a bad decision at all. The strikes were literally tied at 28. I thought he won the first round too, but I, obviously Al won the second and third round. So I think 10, 29 28 was a fine call. What are your thoughts, man? What did you think of? Of this guy DC calling out Rob Tatum, I replied as well. I said 10-9 is uh, uh, 10-9. Either way, is possible, you know, in this fight. So I mean, I don't know what DC is watching. And I, I, I told you before, man, DC is a great fighter, but as a com commentator, he sucks. A complete dipshit there. You know what I mean? I said it before, so I, I'm not surprised with him. Then Rob Tatum is like, I apologize, and then he's like, Yeah, not accepted or whatever. I was like, Fuck off, man. He's like, he's trying to be funny, but he try, always tries to be funny over somebody else. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I thought he was being I, a dick for no reason, like, yeah. obviously to Rob. And Rob didn't even do anything to him. Like, maybe if he disagreed, he could have said, I don't agree with you, Rob, on that score. But, but he was like, That guy should never score fights again. Come on. That's just, that's just so unprofessional. Like, it is what it is. Yeah, he well, can fight his own battle. He's a, he's a grown man. He this is always unprofessional behind the mic, man. The guy is just incompetent and not yeah. good at the I, mic. I, I can't believe the UFC's not seeing this. Like they can't. Don't they see what people say about these commentators now? Because like, because the casual fans love him with Rogan. You know that's the real problem. They they bring them back all the time with the pay per view. That's that's the problem. Those casual fans yeah. are like, oh, DC or Rogan. They suck. Together, I gotta be honest, man. man. You know? I go back. I watch a lot of old fights and like yeah. I miss. Joe Rogan and Mike Goldberg, honestly. Yeah, such me a too. Good, it was such a good combo. Good, good dynamic. It really was, right. man. I know people don't like Mike Goldberg. I know he had some issues, that personal issues that led to him getting kicked out of the yeah. UFC. But I and I know he wasn't the best commentary. He made mistakes and stuff. He didn't know the sport as well as maybe Joe, uh, DC does from a tactical point of view. But I really enjoyed watching him. And I'm not saying John Annex bad. John's fine. But I just think that, that – was amazing. I don't like the three-man booth. I like two people. I don't think they need three guys. I don't think it works. And I may think two is fine. You need – Play-by-play, -play, color commentator, that's it. You don't need three guys. Also, why does DC get uh, get more chance on the pay-per-view than a Paul Feldo, you know? I think Paul Feldo is much more better than and DC And this thing, too, I think is really good as well. Yeah, I think this same. thing's quite good. Let me this get these comments. Really on me. Yeah, I know. He, he's good, man. I like him. Pavlo's asking about Bellator. We're going to do it. I'm going to do it with Adrian on Thursday, Pavlo. So that's the plan right now. On uh, And I agree. It's a very good card, Pavlo. I agree with you. I, I'm really looking yeah. forward to the main event. 
Um, we can also, talk about that. We'll talk about that fight tomorrow. Did, I'm, I'm um, also really happy that I have to wait for the next day on tape delay for before I can watch that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that fight tomorrow. But I'm going to talk about that with, <laughs> with uh, AJ on Thursdays at 4 p.m. Um, Ryan says he's been big on Strickland. We can talk about that fight tomorrow as well. Alan every shot took a number of shots. Not uh, no, so all of them very high. The kid's great, great fighter. DC is wrong. Round one was close as hell. It was super close. Literally, the stri- yeah. significant strikes were tied. Puna actually has the higher striking percentage. No one got knocked down. I, I can't believe that DC was saying that. It was so unprofessional. As service manager, we're respectfully <laughs> not interested in Yanis. They do want Frankie. I, I think I, I know Frankie wants the fight. I don't know if Sean O'Malley wants it, but Frankie uh, Ali Abdelaziz is a call for that fight. Had to laugh at DC. Uh, yeah, making fun of the DraftKings live odds. They were shifting really quick. Eh? Those live odds. It was like it was like this. It's like it kind of makes you like wonder. Like, and the truth is, like you know. Live odds, man. Sometimes when I'm looking at them, it makes my head spin because they move so quick. Sometimes, like one strike, one punch changes it so much. They make my head spin. I just pre-fight bets are good. I mean, and if a guy gasses, I mean, it's a good opportunity. But trying to go too crazy with it. Not gonna lie, DC for entertainment value works for me more than cruises. I'm not a huge cruise um, fan. I think he's okay. I don't think he's great. I think Paul Feller's better. Uh, Goldberg, unintentionally funny. I miss him. Really like this thing. You, you, you know was. You know who's the best color commentator who's not coming to the UFC? Frank Mir for me. Oh, he was great. And he got fired. Brian Stan is amazing as well. I think he didn't he make some comment the UFC fired him from WBC, I want to say. I think that's what happened years ago. He was I know what, that that he that is saying he was gonna kill Brock last Brock, night, but not, yeah. everybody yeah. says that now. I know, I know. <laughs> what happened? What happened? I know, crazy, right? But Frank was actually excellent. Um, and yeah. I think that the guys in PFL are really good. I think PFL's commentaries are excellent too. So Sean, I think Sean O'Connell. Amazing calm. I can't believe he's a play-by-play guy and he does so good at it. It's great. All right. A couple more fights left. Here we go. Dog of the week, Nazardine Imavad. I'm not gonna say it's my best card, guys, but this is one I did nail with Marcel. We both Same. picked Nazardine. I think Ian Heinrich is done. I think it, I think that's it for him in the UFC. You guys look terrible, lost four or five, Marcel. Um, and Nazardine goes in here and finishes him in the second round. I think that was the first time Ian's been finished in the UFC. Yeah, it was. I, I honestly think that Ian's on a massive decline, and Imavad is a guy again. The upside was huge in this fight. Seven years younger. That's why I picked him in the height and reach. This guy's. How does this guy make one eighty five? This guy's so big. Give me your thoughts yeah, on the knockout. Yes, yeah. yeah, good, good win by Imavov, man. He did what what we pretty much expected he would do. Um, Heinish didn't have anything for him, man. I was like, uh, this wasn't the Heinish that came into the UFC for the contender series that we saw that was so promising, you know, and. Uh, Man, I hope for Heinrich he gets another fight, but I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't, you know. Um, Ivan look good, looking forward to what they're going to do with him. Probably somebody low in the top 15 he will get next. So, uh, yeah. I agree. Let me get this comment. Jimmy Smith close to Rogan, but for some reason, UFC didn't extend his contract. I, I, I don't think they liked him that much. I mean, obviously, he was good in Dalator and everything. He's in uh, WWE now, so he's, he's doing good there. Bonner was bad, but it's called the Showtime Kick. I break. He went off the wall like a ninja. I remember that one. I mean, that can't believe that was in 2010. I can't believe that sometimes. Two guys crossing path. Even though they're solid, Heinrich dropping fast. I think he's done. Sanford changes lives. Might take a few fights for uh, our magic to work on Ian. Yeah, and that's the thing. Everyone's saying, oh, because he trained with with uh, Phil Hawes um, and Phil beat Nazarene. You can do the same thing. Phil Hawes is a much stronger guy in the clinch. It's they're different fighters. You know, you can't just look at one fight and be like, it's, that was going to go. That was it. Ugly ass fight that Haas against Imavov. I remember I picked terrible. that as a fight of the night. I picked that as a fight of the night and it was so bad. <laughs> it was terrible. All right. Yo, man, let's give a, let's give props to Mickey Gall. He looked amazing yeah. in this fight. Let's give him some props. I actually think he should have yeah. got a bonus, maybe, because I thought he looked amazing. I didn't expect it. 
Um, I, I, but again, Elkins getting one that's fine too. I'm just saying, I thought that I didn't expect it from him. I thought I thought Williams was probably gonna like edge out a decision in a close fight. I didn't think Mickey Gall would knock him down, and they didn't count that as a knockdown. I'm surprised that he dropped him in the first round. I thought he dropped Clear him. In the punch. How did they knock? Wow, that's crazy. That didn't count as a knockdown. In UFC stats sure seemed like it to me at the time. Either way, he finishes him by submission. Looked amazing. What do you think? Yeah, he did look great. I didn't expect it at all. I was honestly shocked. I was watching it with uh, with some friends over here, and they're like, "Who do you have?" I said, "I think Williams wins." I'm ah, really not high on Gall, and even I mean, a guy who's uh, who has his uh, best game on the ground, and he's losing to Mike Perry on the ground, and I'm gonna pick him, and then he knocks him down. It's like, and my friends are like, "You, you didn't pick Gall, right?" I said, "Yeah, I didn't pick Gall." So it's like. Well, why you didn't pick him? I said, I just said why I didn't pick him. I'm surprised, you know. But good for Mickey Gall. He he, he looked good, man. And he started training with Matt Brown as well, I think. So, yeah, uh, man, he's making so he made some changes, and I think he really looks good. Look good, man, in that fight against Williams. So looking and forward what's next for him. Physically, like he looked bigger and stronger. Like he looked like yeah. he's growing into like a man almost. Like he's exactly. Guy, yeah. He had one fight on the region on the regional scene before he came to the UFC. He like, was a kid. He was really a kid. He's grown up in the UFC, so I mean, yeah. I'm a guy who's been down on him a little bit lately for sure, and I picked mm -hmm. against him in this fight. I, again, losing to Mike Perry looks really bad now, but the kids obviously made improvements, and I thought he looked good in this fight. And Jordan Williams, Marcel, I just think this this is not a good idea for him to cut to 170. I don't think. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think this kid should be fighting 170. He's he's a he's a he's diabetic. He, this is why he didn't do it in the first place. I know. And yeah, the durability wasn't there. That first punch knocked him down. I was like, shit. Like, I was like, this fight's over. Like, as soon as he knocked yeah. him down, I didn't know Gallup Powers. Punches didn't look like much, but they landed with force. I, he has a look, the punch was really close up. It was like the same punch that DC knocked out Stipe with, like in the clinch, just a nice short punch. It was crazy. Heinrich versus Abu Azatar. You know what? I would watch that fight, and, and I think Heinrich actually probably wins that. Yeah. Akimoto's purporting uh, Usman Covington to for, dumb for November. There you go. So that's it, MSG. Hopefully they add Rose Esparza to Izzy Rob too. I think the Izzy Rob fight is going to be in that card too. But I also heard they want to do that in, in um, what's it called, uh, New Zealand or Australia or something. So going to be a good holiday for the Usman family. Guys made a lot of money this year. Lost a pair without a coach. That was too bad. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the guy definitely improved. All right, let's go to the last couple of fights here. Arce and Ewell. I mean, Arce, this, this fight, I mean, did anyone really think Ewell was going to win? Probably not. The guy is like, he just, for such a long guy, he doesn't use his reach at all. He getting, gets back against the fence the whole time. It's crazy, right? Like, he can't keep you off of him. I thought Arce looked good, Marcel, and Bantamweight debut. What do you think? Yeah, he looked amazing, man. He is uh, back at his normal weight where he fought in the in, uh, ring combat. Um, he looked amazing, man. And he's a force in that division if he can keep it up like that. You know, uh, I really like Julio Arce. Uh, interviewed him a few times before. Dude, dude's pretty much last 24-7. He's always has a smile on his face. Um, really good fighter, man. Overall, striking, standing, uh, striking on the ground. He's good. His striking is better is better than his ground, obviously. And uh, he looked good against you. Got the, some people say it was maybe a quick TKO stoppage, but I had no issue with it. No, I thought it was a little quick. I got to be honest. With Maybe you. I, thought, it was. I, thought, I thought Chris jumped in a little quick because he was still standing. He didn't fall down. I'm not against standing TKOs, but he wasn't getting like completely pummeled. It was just a big shot mm. and the ref stopped it. He was like, hey, man, I'm fine. But at the same time, he didn't argue too much. He probably did save him some damage. I'll, I'll, I'll say that about Chris Tyone, but I do think it was a little quick. I'm not saying it was the worst stoppage ever. I think it was a little fast, though. To me, like, you got to give the guy a little bit more of a, a chance to survive there. Yule doesn't have a good jab. It's it's for a guy with that long of a reach. It just it just blows my mind that he didn't. That's not like his main weapon. It should be a jab, 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 and that's it. Jab, low kick. That could have won him a lot of fights. 
two more fights left. Sajar Eubanks just destroys Elise Reed. I mean, there's not much to say here. This fight should have never been made. Elise Reed had no business being in the cage with Sajar Eubanks, Marcel. This was a complete mismatch. What do you think? I agree, man. Eubanks looked great from the beginning. You know, uh, I always called uh, Sajara Eubanks like uh, the, the, the the sister of Pat Smith because I think she looks like it. Um, <laughs> the old UFC yeah. fighter from like UFC. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, she looked uh, Eubanks looked good, but I mean, she came back from 135 to 125. Elise Reed normally tries at 115, came to 125. So I pretty much expected her to overpower her, you know, and uh, she finished it quick. So a uh, good win for Eubanks, and it's a fight she should should win. Uh, she should finish and win this fight, although yeah. Reed was undefeated, you know, but still. So she looked good. Um, that division's weak as hell. And she was supposed to fight for the belt years ago, but couldn't make weight. Do you think she's like one more win away from getting a title shot, uh, Sajar Eubank, because she's just basically a fresh contender? What do you think? No, I don't think so, to be honest, man. This is, she, she fought a, a girl who's actually 115, you know, and this is... <laughs> And this is a 125 fight. This first time back because I, I think she should fight somebody. So a few people are. I agree. I agree. I'm just saying. I, I saw some people saying that online, saying, you know, maybe she can give Valentina some issues with the grappling. Maybe, but you can't get a title shot being a least read. Like you just can't. No. So maybe a couple more wins, Marcel. Maybe like two or three more wins could get her there. But I, I will say though, she looked a lot better. It, she did look. It's crazy. She actually looked bigger at 125 than she did at 135, which is so crazy to me. But. Uh, Good performance overall. All right, last fight. Or, sorry, I'll get these comments. Let me get these ones, guys. Uh, boring and saying RC is making bandweight deeper. Dude, this division's unbelievable. I mean, I, I still think lightweight's probably the best, but if it's not lightweight, it's bandweight. Bandweight's amazing. This Izzy or Whitaker gets pushed December, maybe, but they want to do that event oh. in Vegas, I believe. Go ahead. What, what about RC against O'Malley? I'd love to see that fight, but I just think they're going to match up O'Malley with Louis Smoke again or something, like give him another layup fight. It just seems like they really just want to build the kids slow for some reason. and. I mean, he's, he's what, four years into his UFC career now, and he's, like, had, what, seven or eight fights now? It's time for him to fight someone good. I mean, we did see him lose to Vera. I still think O'Malley's good. I'm just saying, like, I want to see him get a step up. Eubanks' fight was a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, it was it was too easy. Matt Trigger should be ashamed. I agree. I mean, this fight was stupid. It was a dumb fight. Absolutely. I mean, this girl just never had a chance. You know, just the size difference. She's really a 105 or Marcel. She's fought at 105. Mm -hmm. She fought that porn star. Orion Star at 105. <laughs> so, yeah, I did do my research on her after you brought her up last week. I was like, Rebecca Brigman, who is this fighter? Google Rebecca Brigman, aka Orion Star. You got to do your research, right? <laughs> Orion Star is the name. Yeah, true. <laughs> that's the one. I, Jesus, I mean, that's that's. I don't. I don't even want. To, I don't know if you guys want to see her stuff. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. Izzy Rose, Oliveira, Marino, Nagano lost options. Yeah, man. I think they're going to stack these cards. I think they'll probably do two or three pay-per-views, um, title fights in each pay-per-view. Would you Would you agree with that? Yeah, why not? You know, they I have mean, so many fights coming because yeah. I think October's the the um, Jan and Sterling and Jan, and uh, Jan and, and Glover, and then November will be another one too. So it's back to back, right? Uh, October thirty is uh, yeah, it's two fifty. Two fifty-seven to fifty-eight is on November sixth. That yeah. will now be Usman against Colby uh, per Brett Okamoto. Yeah. Last fight, talk about Diana Belbita, Canadian Romanian, and we both picked her. I want to say, did you pick her or no? no I you, definitely you, picked you her. Picked her. You How picked was your picks? By I only got five right. It was a bad night for me. How did you do? Do you know? Five six. Yeah, terrible. No, I don't think I didn't see anyone really have a great night except for I'll give my boy AJ some credit because he was smart and only went on Balbita and Elkins, so he was smart. Guy's a sharp dude. But I, I still think that you know the Maverick fight. Ugh, that's just that should have been a win. 
I want to count it as a win in the staff pool. <laughs> is Gillespie versus RDA Ferguson an option for MSG? I would watch that fight. I mean, I think the Ferguson, you know, at this point, probably is going to be used as a gatekeeper for those guys like Gillespie and Islam and those type of guys that are trying to move up. Actually, no, Islam's above him down the rankings. Yon and Glover is a free card, still covering a number of Yeah, it's like those old cards they used to do with like Bisping and Akiyama and stuff like that, where they were in uh, Germany and England and stuff. It's just because of the time difference. They can't sell them as a pay-per-view here. Last fight, though, to talk about Marcel, Belbita beats Goldie. Uh, great fight. Great fight. And, you know, this fight had so many good cards on it. Uh, sorry, this card had so many good fights on it, excuse me. And this fight kind of, you know, not many people are talking about it, but I love this fight. And Belbita definitely looked pretty good. On um, that third round, I, I think that, you know, she almost got finished late. But other than that, she looked really good at 115. Marcel, what do you think of this girl? Yeah, I had round one and three other for Belbita. I had second for Goldie, I think. Um, it was a good fight, man. I think Belbita looked really good, man. Better than I expected. It was a lot of clinch work uh, on the cage. It wasn't that great to watch, but all the but overall it was a pretty good fight, a pretty uh, competitive fight where Belbita was a better fighter. So I think she deservedly won the fight. I didn't saw her winning this fight. I thought Goldie would have done a lot more with with her wrestling, taking her down top control but she pretty much only did that in the last 15 seconds of the round of the thir third round you know um she did it more but more decisively in those last 20 15 seconds of the round so uh overall yeah a good win for belbita you know and a very uh needing win for her with an 0-2 record in the ufc yeah. so uh, goldie's now 0-2 i think she will get another one probably but um yeah good win for belbita looking forward to uh, what's next for her man her reach is too short, man. 61 inches is so short. She's like, mm -hmm. she's got these little T-Rex arms. It doesn't work. They'll be, they'll be the, the, you know, again, seven inch reach advantage. That's one of the reasons I liked her here. Just the size. We got these little one, these uh, comments here. Uh, last couple comments. Uh, bad night for me. Need Strickland Barbina this week to catch my hedge bet. I mean, those guys probably should win. We'll talk about them tomorrow. Belbita's cute. She looks, she's very good looking girl and she can fight too, man. I think she could be me. I don't know if she could be like a superstar, but I think she could be a good fun action fighter. Like this guy's saying. Um, fun fights. I agree. She's a stand-up fighter, right? Marcus, mm -hmm. what's up, man? Do you enjoy watching fights at the Apex more than the bigger venues? I do kind of like the small cage better. I'll be honest with you. I, I feel like the fights are more exciting in the small cage. That's just me. Uh, I do feel like we see more finishes in the small cage. Again, I understand Dana in these big arenas. He wants to have the big cage. It doesn't make sense of this tiny cage, but in general, I like it better. I will say this. Marcus is going to the UFC Apex to watch Calvin Gastelum and uh, Jared Cannon here. He bought a ticket for that. That's crazy. So, Marcus, I hope you have a lot of fun there, man. What do you think, Marcel? Any thoughts on that? Um, I didn't caught the last last sentence. What you said after uh, I hope Marcus. You oh, hope. sorry. He's going to he's going to go to the card. He's going to watch Gaslam and and, and Whitaker or um Canyonier. Okay. Yeah, oh, at the Apex. Hope you of, yeah, yeah, I hope you have a lot of fun, man. Of course, man. Marcus uh, always uh, watching this show. Always cool to us on Twitter as well. Yeah, great guy. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. One yeah, of my favorite guys. VIP crowd. Uh, Apex. Enjoy, man. Yeah, you're saying, I agree with Lynn, though. They had 150 people. I couldn't hear them at all. There was, like, nothing. There was no, you couldn't hear much at all. I think that they wanted, from what I heard, John, JHK, he said they're going to do 800 people now. They want to do 800 people. So you'll probably hear more, like, fans screaming and stuff. But it's on the big venue, guys. I mean, it's, it's it basically, they're doing it because it's cheap to do. But I was thinking today, I'm like, I miss having the fight nights every week in a different, um, you know, uh, city. Like, it's a different place around the world, Marcel. Don't get me wrong. The Vegas events are easy. It's good with COVID and everything, but I miss the old. The it, old it's uh, just also annoying with hashtags, man. UFC Vegas 31, <laughs> UFC Vegas 32. I've loved the UFC Moncton, I UFC know. Calgary, UFC yep. Edmonton, UFC whatever. You know, that, that was fun. Always. I agree. It's a little boring. 
off topic, you guys surprised Ray Cooper's plus 160 versus Rory. I mean, I feel like Ray doesn't get as much respect as he deserves the odds makers. I mean, I know that, let's say his last fight, he was an underdog too, wasn't he against Nikolai? I think he was, and he won that fight too, right? He missed weight though, sure. but still, I mean, the guy's good. Um, all right, I think that's going to be it for today's podcast, guys. Really appreciate everyone, man. A lot of like comments today was awesome. Really good feedback. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Marcel, plug your stuff, man. Let's get out of here. Big Marcel 24, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, MMA DNA on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, wherever you can find it, man. There you go. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Martin Podcast, MMAOzbreaker.com. It's on our YouTube channel. Like, share, subscribe, guys. Appreciate that. Uh, tell your friends about it. It's on Spotify, iTunes, all those places. MMAOzbreaker.com. We're all same way. MyMAnews.com, BJPan.com, Elite Fantasy, Elite Sports Betting. I'm everywhere, guys. And again, tomorrow we're supposed to do the podcast, but if, if this little baby wants to pop out of my fiance, then you know, we have to push it back. I'll let you guys know, though. Good show. Thanks, Marcus. Great show, as always. Hey, Born Again, we love you here, man. Appreciate it. Let's get out of here, Marcel. Have a great day, guys. Back tomorrow. Cross fingers, 4 p.m.